Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. All right, well, welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. We are super excited to be back on the mics because we have been sick. Yeah. Literally the past It was week a bummer. And, a half, <laughs> and it was just slow progression of illness in our home. Yeah, it was. It was like... Sometimes you can anticipate like, oh, I think we're all about to get sick. Yeah. Which, what, how do you even I start? I guess I don't even really oh, know. Well, so here's what happened. We went to a wedding like two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. I hope anybody who's listening doesn't feel bad for what we're saying. And this is just the facts of what happened. Yeah. Our nanny, we we're pretty sure, had COVID, but didn't know it because she didn't really get sick. Like she didn't feel sick at all. And she told us like... It also could have been us, but we also were there. So the reason why I COVID. think it was her is because Atticus got sick first. Yeah. She spent the whole day with him when she was with him on Tuesday. Yeah. So Atticus, we realized Atticus got sick. So he was like, "What was he doing for the most part?" I mean, coughing. Well, he was like super fussy, super congested, so fussy, and he like, was like the least well, fussy baby. Let's back up. Okay. He had four teeth on the top coming in, like all cutting in. This week, that week. Well, at least two of them were cutting in. The yeah, other two, like, two had started. teeth to six teeth, like, overnight. Yeah, <laughs> and so he was ha- he had a fever, and I thought it was like, oh, a teething fever. Well, I didn't know that those are supposed to be, like, basically not even a fever. The doctor was like, that's supposed to be, like, 99 if it's from teething. I'm like, okay, so that's, like, not even a fever. He had, like, a 102 point something fever. Yeah. Anyways. So he, he was really sick. fussy, his fever... <laughs> crazy so we took him to the doctor and they're like yeah he's got covid yeah so we're like nothing really you could do for him you know just yeah keep him comfortable keep thankfully he's like medicine to keep I the mean, fever down for us it was hard because we were starting to get sick like i got sick and then you got sick but thankfully he's a pretty like mild baby yeah he actually slept through the night each night yeah. we were worried about he that was just kept waking we- up earlier and earlier but that's fine and then so he was sick for a little bit and then as he's starting to get better Ileana goes from like maybe I'm sick to definitely I am sick and (laughs) then I it wasn't even like oh I have COVID or I have this it was like I realized I had an ear infection yeah we went to the urgent care yeah and they're like because we don't have a doctor so we need to get on that but anyways yeah we have an ear infection which I think you did have an ear infection but then when she started feeling a little better I started getting sick yeah we like made it through the church busy weekend where Matt has to like be on you know pastor mode on sunday at church and then like i feel like you got home from church and it was like immediately bad yeah and then that's the, the funny thing is i go get i go to the urgent care and they tell me i have strep but they didn't test you for strep so I mean, this is what i think happened we all had covid we all had strep <laughs> and you had an ear infection as well and so we made it we survived everyone's better yeah. And just in time because I preached yesterday. And yeah, so I'm then, okay, so yeah, glad so then, that I was feeling better. Here's the thing. By the time that That happened. was why it was such a big deal. Like, usually, especially Matt is like, I'm not going to take any medicine. I'm going to ride this out. I'll be fine. But <laughs> Matt was preaching on Sunday. So, like, it's like Monday, Tuesday. At this point, I'm already on my antibiotic for my ear infection. 
they basically told me it doesn't look like you have strep, but I didn't do a test. So I come home, I tell Matt, I'm like, if you're getting sick, we should just get you tested to see if you can be on an antibiotic for anything. That way you'll for sure be okay when you're preaching on Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) Which thank the Lord that we actually did that. And antibiotic man took away my ear infection like in less than 24 hours well i don't know if it took it away i felt fine in like less than 24 hours but it's pretty crazy killed all the things so we made it through that's why we haven't recorded in so long and then you're (laughs) preaching which is like really your sermon was really good well thank you but i'm preaching next week so hopefully people show up again (laughs) yeah our numbers were low on sunday they were because they knew you were preaching. That's I'm probably just <laughs> kidding. That's, that's probably it. no. There's been a lot of people like out of town. I think people are like our entire faith group is basically out of town yeah. just because they were, they were going to be doing things. Well, I think too, like <laughs> people are like, okay, it's definitely like we're in the end of summer. We need to go on another one last hurrah. That's true. Especially it was such a nice weekend. It was so the weather's like finally cooling down. Anyways, yeah, it was great. But it was good. Yeah, it was a good time. I preached on community. At our church, Mountain Bible Church, essentially talked about how Sunday morning is not sufficient for what biblical community is. And we looked at Acts 2, the early church, and how they experienced fellowship, connection, care, and accountability. And you can't do those things on Sunday. Uh, You can do elements of them, but you can't do them well in the way we're required to as Christians on a Sunday morning alone. And so the the solution at Mountain Bible Church is what we call faith groups, which is just Small groups of people who gather together with regularity, and they practice those four things. Fellowship, connection, care, and accountability. We talk about so, those things a lot on the podcast of, like, why it's important to be in community. And Yeah. Um, I think even, like, with what we're talking about today, that's a huge part of, like, living oh, yeah. living the Christian life is, like, having that accountability from, from a small group of people who are pouring into you, and you've allowed them to speak into your life. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about the, the, the application of what we're going to talk about today, which long, you know, it's taken us six minutes to get here. But we're going to talk about purity, um, specifically what that actually looks like. Yeah. Um, sneak peek, it's it's holiness. Yeah. Right? Um, we use that term a lot, I think. Like, oh, I want to be pure before the Lord, or I, I just want to, I want to have purity. Like, I want to keep my purity in check and do all these things and... Um, I think we often equate that term specifically with sexual purity, uh, which is not a bad thing. I mean, that's very clearly seen in scripture. Yeah. But if that is how we view purity, specifically as a sexual purity, then we really, really are missing the the heart behind why God talks about purity right. in his word and what he wants from us. Well, and there's the greater call on our life, yeah. right? Like, I think we go through certain seasons where certain sins i guess if you want to call it that or certain like struggles seem like the end all be all and i think for sexual purity there's like stages of people's lives where that's like oh this is like the one thing that's most important and i mean it just certainly has an importance in scripture like specifically sexual purity but like you said this is a this is a holistic calling in our life to be pure before the lord to have a pure heart to live in holiness um so it's not just a Oh, well, sexual purity is important. It's a, I'm called to have a pure heart before the Lord. I'm called to live in a life that honors and glorifies him. So, yeah, it's a, like you said, it's definitely not within that encompasses sexual purity, hundred percent. And I think that's important in of itself to talk about. I think we're probably gonna do episode specifically on sexual purity. Yeah. I think it's important to address like this whole idea of, you know, the, the modern 
evangelical world wants to get rid of purity culture and yeah. what does that even mean and are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater when we do that? Is there things that we should throw away with that? Things we shouldn't throw away with that? Like, oh yeah, what Dang, does that that's mean? a whole and, other and part of the conversation. That's a conversation that I love being part of because I have a lot of opinions about it. But so does God's <laughs> word. And I think sneak peek on that episode, we have gone way too far when we say purity culture is a bad thing. And, and we've quickly gone from we must be pure before the Lord to, well, this, 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 this is okay. Yeah. It was a response right. to something that probably wasn't good in the church. Right. Um, being promoted as part of purity culture. And we'll talk about that in another episode. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, a lot really to unpack. So let's save episode. all that for, let's, yeah, that's, because that's a good, now. that's a good, but lots think, of good information there. That might be a, just a follow up from this one on the purity topic. But essentially, there's something much greater at stake here, and that's holiness. Like that's what we're actually called to. Yeah. And just because we're a resource podcast, there's a really, really, really good book on this that's going to say all these things that we're saying much better. Uh, it's by R.C. Sproul. He's a Reformed theologian, Presbyterian pastor. He passed away probably 2018, maybe yeah, 2017. Yeah, I was at Moody, I, yeah, was at, so... Okay, so it was probably 2017 then. 18. Because it was early... My, you had some Moody in 2017, right? I guess fall of 2017, yeah. It's probably... I, I remember him passing away right after I figured out who he was. Like, I got introduced to Wasn't him. Wasn't it around Founders Week, which would have been February, it so... Might have, I want to say it was winter time. <laughs> yeah, so I think early 2018. We'll anyway, Google it and see if we're right after that's this. Funny. <laughs> it's irrelevant. He's, uh, yeah. he's with Jesus now, but he has a book called The Holiness of God that we're going to put in the show notes. And essentially what he does is he breaks down how that is one of God's to use a term, try not to use lightly, chief attributes. Mm. Um, God does what he does because of his holiness. Yeah. And one of the main arguments he makes is you don't see anywhere in scripture, and this is loosely quoted from his book, but you don't see any of his attributes repeated and echoed the same way about his holiness. You don't see in scripture, God is love, 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 wrath, 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 Joy, joy, joy. But you do see that he is holy, holy, holy. Like they mm, call him. That's good. Holy, they call God holy, holy, holy. And so there's something to that. Mm -hmm. And if that's who God is, and that outflows from our creator to us, we need to catch that because there's a message there for his creation. Yeah. Um, so it's just a whole crazy yeah. thing. If we could describe what holiness is in like a short definition. Okay. What, what are we thinking? What would we say? How simple do you want to be? Simple. Okay, ready? Keep it simple. Perfection. Okay. So Without blemish, blemish yeah. or impurities. Yeah, like set apart, right? Perfect, perfect. And so that did what I wanted to do. That sets the standard of, okay, well, we can't do this on our own, hmm. right? No. Nope. Like <laughs> if, we're, if we're called to be holy, like God is holy, then we already know, okay, well, left to ourselves, like we're failing. Yeah. Um, and so... It has a crazy to, verse. It has to be because of um, the way God created us and the way he wants us to live for him that we're able to do those things, like with his help. This isn't a, oh, you can, you, anybody's capable of just being holy. This is a, you've been regenerated yeah. by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. You understand what Jesus has done for you. And now God, the triune God is helping you to become more and more holy. What verse were you talking about? Uh, I think, I think you quoted part of it. Just be holy because I am holy. It sounded oh, yeah. like you said, at least I did say that. something about that, but I guess I don't it's know just where to that think comes that from. God is saying, 
be holy. So, right, there's a command there, which means yeah. we have to do something about that. But why? Because that's who I am. I'm calling you to be holy because I'm holy. Because yeah. as he's talking to believers, right, as Christians, we know we're called to live like our Savior. Like that right. is the whole point of being Christians, little Christs. That's what that word means. We are to emulate our Savior. Be holy as I am holy, which is an insane thing. It's an yeah. insane ask because what you just described is true. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. I actually found a really, really good definition of this from Got Questions, one of those websites we like to pass Cheat out, from. To, pass out to you all. Um, there's actually a really good article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I just want to read the first paragraph. And I love the last sentence, but the first paragraph is great. Purity is freedom from anything that contains contaminants. Purity is the quality of being faultless, uncompromised, or unadulterated. Pure water is free from any other substances. Pure gold has been refined to such a degree that all impurities have been removed. And a pure life is one in which sin no longer determines the choices one makes. Oh, that's good. That's when I think of holiness, when I think of that verse, be holy because I am holy. Mm-hmm. What I used to hear is, oh, well, that's impossible. But mm-hmm. now what I hear as I, as I read through scripture more and realize the heart of God is he knows we're imperfect. But right. what he's saying is, you can live a life pleasing to me that's based off of Christ because you are Christian. You're not yeah. bound to sin anymore. I just yeah. I, I can't even say it better than that, that sentence. That sentence, yeah. A pure life is one which is which in which sin no longer determines the choices one makes. We are no longer bound to sin. We are free in Christ, so therefore we can yeah. live in holiness, yeah. which is insane to think about. I think just going off of that, right? Like that whole idea of we're not bound to the choice choices like based in our sin like there's so much freedom in christ Mm -hmm. there's a couple verses i would like to just walk through first in second corinthians 5 9 um it's Mm. basically saying well it says um whether we're at home in the body or away from it like our goal is to please god right and so basically what that's saying is Mm. whether we're at home in the body meaning the body of christ so whether we're living or we're away from it meaning we're not living we're in eternity with him we're in heaven whatever we're doing, we're, we're glorifying the father, we're praising him. And so, um, our main objective in life is to glorify the Lord in everything we do. So when there's commands like be holy for I am holy, we know that that's bringing glory and honor to the Lord. And that's what he's asking us to do. Um, and then in Romans eight and 28 and 29, it's talking about if you're a Christian, right? All things work together for you're good and for God's glory. So we know again, okay, well, the call is to live a life that's bringing honor and glory to the Lord. Um, but if it's working out for my good, then if I actually believe that, then I can understand what that sentence was just saying, that I'm not bound by what sin yeah. wants to do in my life. I'm not bound to those options. And so we have this plan and we have this understanding as a Christian that Okay, my goal is to be holy like the Lord. My goal is to glorify and honor him. If that's my, like, standard, then every single opportunity that I'm faced with in life is an opportunity for me to see if I'm going to live for myself or if I'm going to live for God. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about purity and holiness, 
what we're really saying is, okay, in every opportunity of my life, am I living for myself or am I living for God? Am I going to choose holiness or am I going to choose sin? Am I going to choose loving others or am I going to choose loving myself? Am I going to choose serving others or serving myself, Mm -hmm. right? And ultimately what that comes back to is, do I believe that God wants what's best for me and what he what is best for me is glorifying and honoring him yeah. and being holy like he is like sometimes i think people who are struggling or people who are maybe in a season of hurting or shame or something like it's really hard to actually grasp that god wants what's best for us that yeah. verse where it's saying like all things work together for your good well we just like don't understand what that means often mm-hmm. like we have a really faulty understanding of what that means because it doesn't mean all the material things that it could mean here of more money <laughs> or more riches. You do not know what is good for you. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say that. I don't yeah. know what's good for me. Yeah. I think I know, right? Like I think exactly. I know that the, 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 the little bacon cheeseburger with <laughs> large Cajun fries and a Oreo and peanut butter cup milkshake that we had for lunch today was good for me. And I'm, my stomach hurts so bad right now because that was such a mistake. <laughs> that was not good for me. We should explain why we had that for lunch, but I get, I get what you're saying. I had it for lunch because people <laughs> wanted to eat it, you know, like, like I thought that was a good idea. It, it was actually, it was a celebration of some kind. But the funny thing is at the time, right. When I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. This is what I and want. Later I look back at hindsight, right. It's 2020. I look back and the same thing with the Christian life. I mean, I thought this was going to be good for me. I look back and I realize, man, that was so destructive. Mm. Where was God? Oh wait, he was trying to tell me, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't, don't do this. eat and the We look shake. at that passage a lot of times. I think I'm like, well, all things are going to work together for good. But our version of good is so skewed if we're not walking with Christ because we're just thinking about ourselves, yeah. which is back to what you were saying. <laughs> Even within that context, we're thinking about ourselves. Yeah. And I don't. I think people forget that, right? The ultimate goal of this life is to slowly be sanctified as we approach glorification, which if we're Christians, we one day will see. But what's that entail? Yeah. That entails endless worship. I mean, that's what we're going to be doing in heaven. Right. We're going to be glorifying God. Well, yeah. Like, constantly. Like That's crazy. <laughs> like, that. that is what we will do, but that is what we were made to do. Like, yeah, and so if we're going to be doing it forever, we might be, as well, like, we're supposed to be doing it now. It's crazy to think that we were made for something that we can't do perfectly on earth because of sin, and only one day we will actually do the thing we were originally mm-hmm. designed to do. Yeah. And that's, that's why there will be no more suffering, no more pain, because... Our bodies, our minds, our spirits will actually be doing the one thing we were designed to do for eternity. Yeah, we, There's no other extra things, no other additives, no other things that cause you know sin in our lives. We will be doing the one thing, Yeah, which is crazy. And I think so there's kind of this struggle of like in the Christian life sometimes of this is kind of a tangent, but I'll wrap it back around of like I need to know, <laughs> I need to have more knowledge of things or I need to like do do more things or put more things into practice right Mm -hmm. and so i think with everything we're talking about about like here's what it means for all things to work together for your good and here's what it means to constantly be glorifying and honoring the lord and like that takes a level of knowledge but then also it takes a level of okay you need to do that you need to do it like if if each opportunity you have in life is an opportunity to see if you're gonna be holy and glorify the lord or not then you have to have, you know, people in your life or you need to have things set in your life so that you know, okay, what's the holy decision here? Um, just like working on my biblical counseling degree, finishing that up and meeting with people. It's like people don't need, well, people who, people who like are in deep need of biblical counseling 
sometimes aren't always the people who don't know what to do. Sometimes they just, yeah. some, there's kind of like two groups. Sometimes they really need like more biblical knowledge. Like they don't have it, right? Or they maybe have biblical knowledge, but they don't see like, oh, there's this area of my life and I need to learn how to apply it. And so when we're talking about holiness and purity, I think it's like, one, you need to study the scriptures and figure out if God, or maybe read that book or something where you can say, if God really is holy, 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 and I'm supposed to be holy like him, I need to understand what that means. I need to fully understand, like you just said, maybe three things like, God designed us, right? Created us for his glory. We need to understand why did God design us perfectly? Why did we, why did sin come into the world? Why is there freedom now, like from sin, right? But then once we understand all of that and we are free in Christ, we have the help from God Mm -hmm. to do all of those things. Yeah, and that's the one thing I think with this issue, right? There's a cop-out kind of built in. Like, well, called to holiness can't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So when I sin, I can excuse it as, well, you know, I am a sinner. It's the whole thing that Paul says, you know, all things are permissible, not all things are profitable. Yeah. But that's actually not true. Um, the scriptures tell us plainly, we can choose to live victoriously in Christ. Since we are no longer in sin, if we're Christians, we're no longer bound by sin, we do have a choice. Now, the reality is with the amount of things going on in life, things we do, we will sin, of course. But we aren't bound to only sin anymore. Yeah. Um, so there's an encouragement there to know that it is it is possible to live in holiness. Are we going to be perfect without any blemish whatsoever in terms of how we practice this life? No, of course not. Um, is that how Christ, is that how God sees us because of Christ? He sees us as holy and blameless and perfect yes he sees us that way because of christ's sacrifice on the cross yeah so we're called to live into that and we have the power to actually live that way that whole sanctification process live in that direction because we're no longer slaves to sin yeah and there can be so much freedom and encouragement in that like you are called like a saint you're not called a sinner i think of like Matt will understand what I'm saying because you taught this group of students at the school. But, like, I think of, like, middle schoolers. And um, there's, like, sometimes middle school students who are, like, like, we had a situation last year where it's, like, we're known for being the worst class. We don't don't follow directions. We like acting like little kids. And they kind of, like, take on this identity of, like, we're inappropriate. We're, like, I don't know, insert whatever word you want for a middle schooler. And then when they have somebody look at them and say, well, actually, I believe that you don't have to be like that. I actually believe that you guys are strong enough to not do that or not make those jokes. Like, I'm proud of the things you've done this year. Like, I Mm -hmm. actually, like, I love and care about you and I don't want to see you do these things. Like, I had a moment where I was telling this class that. And some of them were, like, crying, being like, why do you even care about us? What do you mean you, like don't think we're the worst students like because they just haven't been called to live a higher standard because people have been seeing their mistakes and identifying Mm -hmm. them by it and it's like if you have kids or if you have people in your life where it's like you've been able to see this switch go off in their mind where they're like oh i'm not bound by the mistakes i've made yeah i'm not under this label of like oh i had a kid before i was married and that's like a bad thing it's like no like there's so much freedom for you in Christ in all of these areas, right? It's like you have a different identity now. You're yeah. not just seen as your mistakes. And so, like you said, you are called 
to be holy. Um, and there can actually be freedom in that. Like mm. you can see yourself in a position where you're not here because of anything you did. You're here because of that's how God sees you. And the standard that he sees you in is Jesus, which is perfection. You're getting fired up. I know. You need some water? You good? <laughs> Am I, do I miss my face look <laughs> no, red? No, you're just like getting into it. I'm talking with my hands It's a great. It's a good thing um, we don't have like a video of our podcast. We're not at that status. I was literally just thinking. We're we literally should, in could, our pajamas. It'd be so easy to do a video podcast. Oh, would it? it? just need some, I mean, it would cost money. But you know, this podcast makes so much money. <laughs> we're still, we're, we're, um, we don't know what any, to do with all our money. In case anyone is wondering. <laughs> we are taking Venmo. <laughs> no, we still are in debt for our podcast. But not to oh, be not in debt. With, but, I mean, like we're paying to do our podcast. Yeah, we don't make money in the podcast. Yeah, that's It costs right. us money to host this online. We have not gone into debt to make this. Podcast. No, we have not. So please don't, please don't think that. Um, please don't send us. But I like how you just for kind of capping up all that you just said. I like how you made the distinction, right? Because we are. Let's just two things can be true at once. We are sinners mm-hmm. in the fact that we sin, but that's not who we are. That's not our identity. Like, who who are we actually? We are sinful people, but that's not who we are. That's not our mm-hmm. identity. We are saints. That's what we're called in Scripture doesn't take away from the fact that we sin, but that isn't the driver for us. That's not who we're bound to yeah. be. And it's a good example that you use with those middle schoolers because I think a lot of them believe that that's who they were, that they yeah. were just those kids. They were just the, the misfits, the rowdy group, and they're going to live into that. So here's a, here's a crazy thing, right? If you're not in community, help with people who can help you discern what's true and what's lies. When yeah. you hear the lies from Satan that you are a sinner, you're not enough, instead of going, well, that's true, I'm not enough, but Christ is everything and he lives in me, you're going to go, yeah, you're right, I- I'm not enough, I am weak, um, so might as well just sin anyway. Yeah. And so if you don't have people around you who can help you discern truth from lie in this area, no wonder it's going to be impossible for you to believe you can live in holiness. Yeah. I think the reason I get so fired up is just because there's so many people I can think of where it's like... Let's just lame all of them right now. <laughs> no, just, no, not even like, oh, I know this person kidding. personally or whatever. But like we were having a conversation the other day of like, I know people are just lying to me about their sin. Like I'll ask them, hey, have you been struggling with this? They'll say no, but I already know that they are still. And it's like... And I know this is hard for people, so I hope I'm not like try. I'm not trying to like belittle anybody and where they're struggling, yeah, but no, there's so much separate f- podcast episode that Ileana doesn't know about. I'll list all the sins that she has. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, here's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just, on a roll. Just kidding. There's so much freedom in actually sharing with someone. Hey, I struggled with this this week. Like, there's so much freedom. And when I text a friend and I say, Hey, I was really impatient with my son today, or I was really impatient with Matthew today, or I, I did this thing that I shouldn't have done or I said this when I shouldn't have said it or like when especially when people are taking time to ask like hey how are you doing with this they're asking about that because they care about you and so instead of trying to lie and cover it up and say oh well, I'm doing fine because you don't want to burden anybody or you want to make it seem like you're better than you are like just take the time to say hey man I didn't do good you know like I need prayer or I need help or I need mm-hmm. greater accountability like there's so much freedom in that to live a holy life instead of trying to live day to day by ourselves in and out. Like that's exhausting and you're not getting anywhere doing that. Yeah. It's one of the things I talked about on Sunday. We're just walking through 
different passages in scripture to show that this idea of community is biblical. Like we need to do things in community. There's things commanded of us that we cannot be done in isolation. Yeah. And one of the verses, I'm, I'm blanking on the reference. I want to say it was in Hebrews, but. You quoted like 30 scriptures on Sunday <laughs> in the sermon. So it's, uh, but basically said, confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed. Oh yeah. And one of the things that I was trying to get, get at is ultimate healing comes from Christ but there is still sin in this life that causes damage, pain, and suffering. But there is the possibility of healing in this life from those things. And one of the ways we do that is by confessing our sins to one another. Yeah. Because first off, the burden of guilt from sin, even if confessed before the Lord, still weighs heavy on many people if they don't share it with someone. Yeah. Share it with someone with the context of, hey, I just want you to know this was true about me. It's no longer true about me, but I don't want Satan to have any foothold of deception in my life. Yeah. Because if there's unconfessed sin, something that I just would never tell anyone, there's no way I would tell someone that sin. What we're saying is we've just given Satan a permanent place in our hearts where oh, he can absolutely. go, remember what you did, remember who you are. Instead yeah. of saying, listen, that's in the light. There's nothing you can do about yeah, that. Like, Christ has yeah. redeemed that and there's no room for him there. So yeah. that's that was my encouragement. One of my that was such a side point on Sunday, but that's a whole other message. No, that actually reminds me. I meant to tell you. I w- wish you like talked about it more. It's that's so funny, good, yeah, but I mean, you obviously don't have time. But like, oh yeah, there's. So I'll probably much talk I, about it more. There's this so week. much I could say about this. This week I'm preaching on the same passage per se. We're talking about. I was trying to show our church, you know, why this idea of biblical community is important. And then I want to get real specific and practical. How can we do that really well at Mount Bible Church? So I probably will get much deeper yeah, into that into specifically confession. because I want people to understand all these things can be done well in community. And at the same time, it's going to be hard. It's going to be scary. Yeah. You're going to find people that you trust. You're going to find people that you thought you can trust and they hurt you. Yeah, that's hard. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like I'm trying, our church is trying to get to a place where you have everyone in these faith groups, small groups, if you will. But you got to be honest with people. Listen. This can be hard for some of you because doing life close with others is hard. But the whole idea that I'm trying to get across to everyone is we are better together. Like that is who we we are better as Christians together. The Christian life is meant to be done together. And I think too, like the large Christian like church, probably people who would say they're like non-denominational or whatever. Mm -hmm. It can be really hard to hear like you need to confess your sins to others because I don't think in our church history we've always done a good job of that. It's not like Catholicism or something where it's like, oh, we are practicing confession. Like I remember going to a church service where it was like a normal part of their church service to do confession with my friend at Moody. And I was like, this is so refreshing to have somebody. We weren't necessarily confessing to each other, but it was a time to say like, hey, we're going to confess like before the Lord. Similar to maybe what we would do like before communion. If you're doing communion like once a month or whatever, right? <laughs> and like you have a time where you usually were probably where you should be evaluating your heart and saying, okay, Lord, like thank you for what you've done for me. Help me search my heart, right? Like see all these things. Like it can be hard if you're not used to confessing your sins to the Lord to do it with others or if you're not used to doing it with others to Mm -hmm. do it in the first place, right? So it's not a, okay, you need to join a small group and confess to every one of them everything you're struggling with that week. But taking time to start slowly and say, like, do you have one friend who you can trust or Mm -hmm. your spouse? Can you trust your spouse with one thing? Or, 
can you share something from your past that you're not struggling with anymore? Like until mm-hmm. you can get to the point where it's like a, I mean, I have friends and my sister who I'm texting daily, right? Almost saying like, hey, I'm struggling with this thing. But it takes time to get to that point and it takes vulnerability and it takes, I think, seeing the fruit of what that what that entails. Like, Yeah, just to put it simply too, there's there's no way and no expectation for you to confess every single sin you've ever committed to someone. Oh gosh, it would be well, impossible. You yeah. But there shouldn't be a single thing that you wouldn't confess to someone. Yeah. Because that's just where the enemy loves to live in in your unconfessed sin. But it's kind of bringing this back yeah, full circle. Yeah, tangent. Um, I, I want you all to be encouraged, knowing that we're called to holiness by a holy God. Who actually knows we can live life in holiness. Yeah. Does that mean we live life perfectly? No, that's not what that's saying. What it's saying is we, because we are in Christ, we have a new nature. The old self has passed away. It says, behold, in 1 Corinthians, all things have become, or all things have been made new. We are able to actually live and choose holiness. And so there's a responsibility with that. There's also, unfortunately, there's no cop out, right? We're not, we can't, we can't fall into the, oh, I just, woe is me. The Christian life's not attainable. Like we are called to live in holiness. And it really, really, this is where it comes down to the homework side of things, right? How can we live in holiness? Like how, how do we do that? Well, study the holy God. Yeah. Read, read Leviticus, right? (laughs) And see all these crazy laws, all these crazy requirements. Just see God's character, God's holiness. I guess he is like presenting himself to Israel like read through the scriptures and see our holy God when you know who he is you can start living like he's called us to live he has not called us to live in a way contrary to the other than what Christ already has done Christ wasn't just our you know our substitution on the cross he was an example as well for us to actually follow after him and live for some people that's all he is is a good example and that's not Christianity but he is an example. He's someone we are we strive to emulate because he is holy and we can be holy as well. We can live in holiness as well. That's um, good. So I do want to say as we wrap up to like this idea for this episode came from a from someone yeah. leaving us a review and a comment That's and true. telling us to talk about this. So just want to say thank you to all the people who have reached out to us to come up with more topics and um, have left reviews because it is really helpful to us as we're preparing and yeah, getting the word out. If you have something you guys want us to talk about in this podcast, well, at some point we'll definitely get to it. I mean, we don't we don't have like millions and millions of followers where people are just we're all day we're just scrolling through ideas. I mean, we do have people who give suggestions, which is great, but I, unless it's something we just can't do, we will get to it. Like we're going to yeah. address it, especially if it's something that we believe would be helpful for our yeah. listeners. I think the so, same person who gave us this idea just gave us an idea for like a whole series, which is awesome. That's true. So. Yeah. So if you guys have something you want us to talk about in the podcast, <laughs> If you know us personally, feel free to text us, send us an email. I think our email is linked on our Instagram. Message us on Instagram. Everything's on our social media, yeah. And um, we'll get back to you. We definitely want to make this something that's practical for our listeners. And we're excited as listeners grow that we can continue to reach more people. There's nothing special about this podcast. We're just trying our best to share from God's word with things that we think I are think just you're practical. Special. Oh, that's so, how, so how sweet of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Listen, That's guys, good. we love doing this, and we're really hoping that in two weeks you will have a regularly scheduled podcast. But listen, life gets in the way, so if that comes up, we'll let you know. But we're excited to continue doing this, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.